You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of Wrestling World. As always, I'm your host, Austin Boyer. And before we get into tonight's episode, a few quick podcast shout-outs. Alright, guys, check out the Cult Film Companion Podcast, the Manic Pixie Weirdo Podcast, the Fan in the Van Podcast, the Crime Divers Podcast, the Sense of Shelf Podcast, the Two Mexicans One Mike Podcast, the Heel Truth your Daily Writing Habit, the I Seen It podcast, the Fandalorians, the Hash It Out podcast, the Geek Gauntlet podcast, the Air Quote Law podcast, the Dirty Hills podcast, Suns and Shadows cast, Decaying with the Boys, I Scream, You Screen for Movies podcast, Two Men, No Hope, The Story of My Pet, the Haunted Tales podcast, the Quad Pro Quo podcast, Films and Firm Nation podcast, Vlog Access One on One, Bolt Talk by Joe, the Mr. Gentleman's podcast, and last but not least, guys, the Chime In podcast. All these podcasts can be found on Spotify, Good Pods, Apple, and wherever you stream your podcast. So be sure to check them out. Alright guys, on tonight's episode, I want to talk about Brody Lee, the great Luke Harper, on what would have been the anniversary of his death. Now, when you think of Luke Harper, when you think of Brody Lee, and everything that he has done in professional wrestling, you have to remember the Wyatt family. And Brody Lee is somebody that stands out in the Wyatt family. And it's not because of his appearance, but because how, of how talented he was, of how devoted he was to playing the Luke Harper character. 
Luke Harper was an amazing talent. And he was Bray Wyatt's right-hand man in the Wyatt family and a good friend outside of the ring. Luke Harper would go on to have many matches with Dolph Ziggler, the Wyatt family, Cody Rhodes, several others. I mean, he would he would go on as in singles competition with himself, and then later forming the Bludgeon Brothers with his former stable member Eric Rowan. But Luke Harper was much more than a wrestler. You know, Luke Harper was a loving father, a great person, a great husband. And just an all-around great guy. And when you talk about Luke Harper, when you hear about the stories of Luke Harper, a lot of people talk about his smile and how he was always smiling backstage. Everyone talks about how he was such a happy person. And that whenever they were having a bad day, all they could... And that when they came in to see him smile, that would make their day a lot better. Because Luke Harper had such a great smile and he was such a great presence to be around. And you could tell how much Luke Harper loved professional wrestling. You could tell how much he loved working with his other fellow wrestlers. It seems like he was such a great presence backstage. And I have not heard one wrestler say anything bad about this guy. Even in interviews, he seemed like such a humble person, such a, a genuine nice person, such a, such a laid-back person that can basically get along with anybody. So in tonight's episode, I want to, you know, say thank you to Lou Carper and honor him for his great work that he did inside the ring. And when I say this man was devoted to his character, when you look at the Luke Harper character and how well he played that character, the facial expressions, you know, the, the, the eerie character work with the cult leader stuff, you know, with the Wyatt family, this guy was devoted to professional wrestling. And for a man his size, he could put on a decent match. I was watching um, the best of WWE the other day. And I had watched the one with Luke Harper. You know, WWE, they, they paid tribute to Luke Harper on Peacock. And if you haven't seen it, check it out. But Dolph Ziggler, he had a story about how they faced each other. And I believe it was a ladder match. And uh, Luke Harper had uh, had told Dolph Ziggler that he'd be willing to take a bump off of the announce desk and onto the hard floor. And Dolph Ziggler was concerned. He said, you know, are you sure that you want to do this? And Luke Harper said, absolutely. You know, it was, it was his idea. And they did it, you know. Luke Harper took a hard bump. But he did it, you know. And for a, for a man his size, how talented he was, he can definitely perform. 
and that's why I say that he was one of the uh, one of the members of the Wyatt family that stand out because the man, a man of his size normally would not be able to do a lot of the things he could do. This guy devoted himself to professional wrestling. And taking bumps like that under a hardwood, under a hard floor, that proves to me how much he loved the wrestling business. And now, when when you when you think of Brody Lee and everything he's accomplished, you think of his son too. And you could see the same passion in his son's eyes as you would see in Brody's eyes. His son loves professional wrestling. And I could honestly see this kid one day becoming a professional wrestler. Which would be so awesome to see. And Tony Khan had already said that the day this kid turns 18... And he decides he wants to pursue a wrestling career. That Tony Khan would sign him himself to an AEW contract. Now Brody Lee lost his life at such a young age. And you sit here and wonder everything that he could have accomplished... If he were still here. But I also think about his. You know life outside of the ring. You know. Not only did we lose a great professional wrestler. But his son. Has lost a father. His wife has lost a husband. And and so on. You know it's sad because. I lost my dad at 15. I lost my dad when I was 15 years old, you know, and and Brody Lee's son, who is much younger than 15, loses his son, you know, a lot younger than I did. While I know what it's like to lose a parent, I can't imagine losing my father at that young of an age. But when you look at the legacy and the impact that Brody Lee had on his children and on the lives of other wrestlers. No, I, I know that his son has to be proud of what his father has done in the ring and for other people. And one day I hope that his son grows up to be a great professional wrestler in honor of his dad. And knows that his dad loved him very much. Because everything that Luke Harper, Brody Lee did was great. The match he had with Cody Rhodes in AEW was amazing. And I think that the when he joined the Dark Order, I think that was his you know shining moment. It was his turn to be the leader. It was his turn to stand out. 
And that he did. He played that character well. Just like he played Luke Harper well. Just like he played characters before that well. And that man was always talented. No matter what he did. So Brody, you may be gone now, but you're not forgotten. And you're still with us in spirit. So with that being said, I want to say thank you, Brody Lee. Thank you for everything you have done. We still remember you. And your legacy will continue. Through your family, through your fellow wrestlers, and through us fans. So rest in peace, Brody. Guys, I don't know if you've been paying much attention to the latest news in WWE, but Patrick Clark has been arrested. Yes, Patrick Clark. You may remember him as Velveteen Dream in NXT or Patrick Clark from Tough Enough Season 6. He has been arrested and... The video was up on TMC and it is wild. Um, Velveteen Dream, Patrick Clark, was released from NXT about two years ago, I believe. Maybe a year ago. But he was facing a lot of sexual allegations. And uh, that probably led to his release. You know, they could they could say it wasn't, but... All this stuff going on with Mandy Rhodes, you got to think that Velveteen Dream, Patrick Clark, wouldn't have it that easy either, you know. So it does um, make sense of his release. I was actually a fan of Patrick Clark during Tough Enough. But I never actually understood the Velveteen Dream character. Um, But then again, I didn't watch a lot of NXT back then. And I'll be honest, I still don't now. I try to. But I mostly just pay attention to Raw, SmackDown, and some of AEW. Um, But I, I never understood the Velveteen Dream character. I never understood what they were trying to do. Um, I, I like that, that, that Patrick Clark stayed in character for most of his Velveteen Dream character, even outside of the ring, because you don't see a lot of that anymore. And by him doing that, you know, he's protecting his character, which, like I said, you don't see anymore. We see a lot of out-of-character interviews nowadays. So, you know, I, I don't I don't know if WWE would resign Patrick Clark given all his allegations in the past and what's going on now. Um with Triple H being in, in charge, I always assume that door is pretty much open for anybody. But somebody with alleg- past allegations and stuff like that, it's kinda hard to, to see them being signed. Um, 
But we have seen some wrestlers, you know, get a pass on this, such as Matt Riddle. You know, um, Matt Riddle's allegations have been proven false, but WWE later really didn't do anything whenever these allegations came about. But WWE, they were so quick to release Enzo Amore when Enzo Amore had allegations. So to me, honestly, it seems as if some wrestlers get a pass. At least under Vince McMahon it did. But then when you look at all the things happening with Vince McMahon nowadays, kind (laughs) of makes you wonder, you know, but... um, you know, I don't know. Um, would I like to see Patrick Clark in WWE? Maybe. But would I like to see him under the Velveteen Dream character? Maybe if I paid more attention to the character. Maybe, maybe I'll watch some promos of him from NXT to kind of get a gist of what the character was about. It seems like that character was a Prince-inspired character. You know, and, and I, I'm a fan of Prince. I like Prince. You know, Purple Rain is good. But I, 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 I didn't get what they were trying to do with the character of Velveteen Dream. Um, but I hope everything, you know, works out for him. Um, I hope that he gets the help he needs. I, I do think he's talented. But, uh, you know, I just hope he gets the help he needs. But anyways. Bray Wyatt has had his first match since returning to WWE. This is at one of WWE's house show events. Jinder Mahal came to the ring. And issued a open challenge match to anybody in the back. And who responded but the man himself, Bray Wyatt. Now, it seems in the past few weeks that Bray Wyatt has been rehabbing some sort of knee injury. Which would explain maybe why they have kept him from competing since his return. Now, this may or may not be true. Because then again, Bray Wyatt is a special character. So keeping him off of, you know, competition would make sense. But now Bray Wyatt is ready and he's back to compete and he answered Jinder Mahal's call. This match was quick, but Bray Wyatt looked very good. Hitting some of his old signature moves and finishing off with the fist, with the sister Abigail his old finisher from previous years. And what I liked about him using this sister Abigail finisher was that when we seen him on SmackDown last, he put the mandible claw on a cameraman, which may have may been be teasing that the fiend could return soon. Because while Bray Wyatt used the Sister Abigail finisher, the Fiend used the Mandible Qual as his finisher. So while they're saying that WWE may be teasing the return of the Fiend, 
That's why I think they're correct. And we may be seeing The Fiend soon again in WWE. Because we still don't know what direction Bray Wyatt will go in. You know, will he return as The Fiend? Will we see a funhouse Bray Wyatt? Will we see this new version of Bray Wyatt? Will Bray Wyatt turn into Uncle Howdy? We don't know. We have no idea. But things are really getting interesting. We did see Uncle Howdy appear. You know, he made his appearance a few weeks ago on SmackDown. Many people are still saying it's Bo Dallas. I believe it's true. And there's evidence to prove that it could be Bo Dallas. But whatever happens, happens. And I'm here for the ride. Because this is an exciting storyline. Despite what people think, a lot of people are saying Bray Wyatt should already be in the ring. Well, we got our wish. It may not be a match on pay-per-view. It may have not have been a match on Raw or SmackDown. But Bray Wyatt did return to the ring this past weekend. Or this past week, whatever. So, we will see him possibly at the Royal Rumble. There is a pitch mat, a Mountain Dew pitch black match being advertised for the Royal Rumble. WWE released an ad advertising this pitch black match and saying that anything can happen. And during that promo, during that advertisement, some people had said that you could see the lantern of Bray Wyatt. And this type of match would make sense for the character of Bray Wyatt. When you think of a pitch black match, you think of in the dark. You you know, um, you think of a match completely in the dark with, you know, you're not knowing your surroundings, you're not knowing who could be around you. And a pitch black match just sounds perfect for Bray Wyatt. And this would be a perfect opportunity for WWE to reveal the Uncle Howdy character if they decide to. This would also be a perfect opportunity for, you know, Bray Wyatt to bring back the Fiend. But then again, nobody knows exactly if the pitch black match is for Bray Wyatt. This could be for anybody. Some people even see even said that this match could be possibly for Edge. But who knows? You know, we haven't seen Edge in a while. So maybe it could be for Edge. But honestly, they have aired so many vignettes, return vignettes for Edge at this point, that if a pitch black match is for Edge, I think that would be a letdown. Because I like Edge... But I don't understand airing, what, two vignettes for Edge that they've done so far. And if this is a third one, then that'll be kind of a letdown. The first vignette of him returning was fine, but then they took him off the TV. Then they aired a second vignette, only to take him off of TV, what, two weeks later? So a third vignette would be kind of annoying at this point, to me at least, I think. But so be it. 
but I, you know, I, I just feel like, you know, if if they have it for Edge at this point, it it be it would be a letdown. Because if this is the first ever pitch black match, it should be for a unique character, like the returning Bray Wyatt. But I do expect some big surprises with this storyline. I don't think that's the last of Uncle Howdy that we've seen. I think there's more to it than that. But we'll see. Um, Still no update on Randy Orton's return, guys. As far as I've heard, he's still having back problems. Um, I've heard Cody Rhodes is returning for the Royal Rumble. I don't know if that's that's true or not. Like I said, I won't confirm anything. Until I hear something. Um, If I had to pick a winner for the Royal Rumble this year, guys. I would pick somebody like, uh, let's see. Cody Rhodes, maybe. If he returns. Um, Seth Rollins. Kevin Owens. Bobby Lashley. I could see them even doing Austin Theory if he loses his championship. Uh, who knows? You know, I would even say Matt Riddle if, uh, you know, he wasn't in rehab. Um, one thing I must say about Matt Riddle, um, before I get off here is that I think WWE has had high hopes for Matt Riddle. Um, I hope this does not derail his career. Because it is hard for WWE to put their faith in a real champion whenever they are having these type of problems. Um, so if Matt Riddle does come back, uh, who knows if he'll even have the same character. As I'm sure WWE does not want to influence you know, the same type of behavior going forward. So who knows? Um... I would like to see Randy Orton return. I would like to see, you know, uh, um, maybe Cody Rhodes take it for the Royal Rumble this year. Seth Rollins, too. You know, Kevin Owens is somebody that should stand out for the Rumble. You know, I I think he deserves a big push, and I've said it numerous times. Kevin Owens is a great competitor. He deserves another title. I'm also hearing rumors that Roman Reigns is dropping one of his titles before WrestleMania. Which, if that is true, then that would be a great um, thing to happen. A great opportunity for somebody like Kevin Owens. Because if anyone is going to take that title off of Roman Reigns, it should be... Somebody like Kevin Owens, Cody Rhodes, Randy Orton, you know, a a lot of other people that could. I don't want to say Brock Lesnar. I would hate to say Brock Lesnar. But I don't know. Whenever you think of who could take the title of Roman, who comes to mind? Brock Lesnar. Because they've done it so many times. They've aired the same program so many times with the same finish. Just a different match type. But um, there's a lot of candidates to beat Roman, guys. 
not just Brock. I do expect us to see some NXT people in the Rumble this year. As always, you know, WWE will have their surprises. Expect some legends to come back. Um, there's no, I don't think there's been any um, news on the Women's Royal Rumble yet. And as soon as I hear something, I'll let you know. Um, but as far as from what I've heard, I haven't heard anything on that yet. But I wouldn't doubt that WWE does have something planned. Being that, you know, WrestleMania is just around the corner. So, I do expect something to happen. Another rumor I'm hearing is that John Morrison could be returning to WWE. Um, that's what I'm hearing. I don't know if that's true. I can't confirm it. It's just a rumor. A lot of rumors of people turn it, returning, guys, you know, um... But like I said, under Triple H, anything can happen. The door is always open. A lot of people are talking about maybe CM Punk could return this year at the Royal Rumble. You know, maybe CM Punk could return at WrestleMania. Maybe The Rock is returning. Stone Cold is rumored to return at next year's WrestleMania. Who knows? Who who absolutely knows because nobody knows what's going to happen. They are just rumors until they are confirmed. Would I like to see Stone Cold return this year of course that'd be great as for the rock not so much only because if wwe is planning to take one of those titles off of roman i could see it being for the rock you know and i could see it being you know for roman to feud with the rock because they have had this plan for the last several years Now, if they're going to take the title off of Roman, if they're going to take both titles off of Roman, it should be a current superstar. It should be a current wrestler. Not somebody like The Rock, who is a Hollywood movie star. Not somebody like John Cena, who's a Hollywood movie star. Even though, you know, John Cena is still a part of the company, he still wrestles one match a year, you know, it, it just wouldn't work. If any, like, I have nothing against John Cena, you know, tying Ric Flair's record. But if anybody is going to tie Ric Flair, excuse me, Ric Flair's record or beat Ric Flair's record, it should be Randy Orton. And I've said that numerous times. It should be Randy Orton. Because that man is the same age as John Cena. Maybe he's a little bit younger, a little bit older, whatever. But they're around the same age, though. I know that. But he's still around, and he's still in great shape. I mean, he had, he's dealing with this injury now, and there's no uh, co confirmation of when he could return. But if anybody's going to do it, it should be Randy Orton. But who knows, guys. But what are your thoughts? Who do you think is should dethrone Roman? Who would you like to see return at WrestleMania? Let me know your thoughts. Guys, be sure to follow me on Twitter at AustinBoyer25. And, you know, let me hear your thoughts. But I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode. I will see you guys again next Friday for another new episode of Wrestling World. Have a nice night and God bless. Good night.